Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey, mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm Joy, and I really want you to experience abundant life with Jesus and complete joy in Jesus and in your relationship with him so that your relationship with God overflows into your children and that they might experience developmentally appropriate discipleship, ways that speak to their heart and enable them to understand that Jesus is for them. Mama, you are God's best plan for your children to come to know him for who he is. And that is a joy and a privilege for us as moms. And I want you to enjoy motherhood. And today we are talking about the Connected Families Framework for Kids and how we can play through that framework. Last week, we learned about these messages of the framework and how they apply to you. You, mama, are safe. You are loved no matter what. You are called and capable and you are responsible. Today, we are going to take that and overflow it to our children. Child, you are safe. Child, you are loved no matter what. Child, you are called and capable. And child, you are responsible. Mama, do you hear that? Your child is responsible. Those first two messages are what Connected Families call the messages of grace. The first two, it's just because we are, just because we are children of God. The second two messages, you are called and capable and you are responsible, are messages of truth. They hold us into God's truth that we are called and capable. We are blessed to be a blessing to others. And we are responsible for our choices. That includes our children. And this style of parenting is not lenient and passive and allowing our kids to do whatever they want just because we are playful. And just because we first um, love them and connect with them and make sure they feel emotionally safe. That doesn't mean that we are lenient all the time. That doesn't mean that we 
take responsibility for our children's actions. It doesn't mean that they get to do whatever they want and that there are no consequences. Consequences are biblical. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today and um, talk through how we can play in each of these four levels of the framework and these four messages. So the first message is child, you are safe with me. And this is foundation work. This is mama, you doing what you need to do with Jesus so that your children do not become responsible for your identity, that you know your identity is in Jesus. Your identity is firm in him, that it is not your children who are your report card, but that it is your identity as a child of God that helps you to be at peace through the rough patches, through the meltdowns, through the defiance that even when your children are not okay, you can be okay because you know who you are in God and your relationship with him is so tight that your children's meltdowns are not going to break you. You can stand firm in Jesus so that your child can melt down in arms of safety, that you can stay calm so that you can co-regulate your child and your child can learn that they are safe, that their big feelings are safe with you. And in turn, their big feelings are safe with God. When we squish meltdowns, which are so developmentally appropriate, when we squish them, we tell our kids that me, your mom, I can't handle those feelings. And then they unintentionally learn that God can't handle those feelings either. And so we do not create a safe place for these feelings to be expressed. But David knew that God could handle all his big feelings. David, I mean, he shares hate. He shares anger. He shares fear. He shares remorse. We want our kids, especially when they're little, to learn that they are safe in their mistakes. They are safe in their disobedience to run to us. God wants us to run to him when we've messed up and not run away from him. And they We only do that because we know God is safe. He is a safe place to run to. Our kids will do that when they know they are safe with us. A couple weeks ago, one of my girls, um, I found out that she had bought breakfast at school and put her little account balance in the negative because that is for emergencies. She had eaten at home. And then just wanted to eat at school also again. Um, and I asked her about it very gently. Hey, did anybody um, eat breakfast at school a couple weeks ago? And she said, no, 
And my four-year-old said, and I said, you know, you guys can tell me the truth. You're safe to tell me the truth. And um, this one kind of goes on to the next message also. And my four-year-old said, yeah, because mom loves you no matter what. You can tell her. And so my four-year-old knows that these two messages, the first one of you are safe with me and the second one of you are loved no matter what. She knows those so deeply that she reminds her older sisters, mom is safe to tell the truth to because message number two, you are loved no matter what. And so being this safe place for me, one of the ways that I play in this is I sometimes have to remind myself that I am my kid's safe place. And I have to remind myself that I am delighted in by God and that um, it is not these moments that define me. It is God, right? So I need those moments to remind myself and to self-coach. And um, I do that often by having a dance party and playing with music and reminding myself of Zephaniah 317 that I am delighted in. And because God delights in me, I can delight in my children. I am called to delight in my children. And that is my role is to be that safe place and to delight in them. And so we have dance parties when I need a reset. The second message, and I've already talked a little bit about this with um, my four-year-old, um, sharing it, but just that because I am safe, um, my kids also know that I love them no matter what child you are loved, no matter what is the second of the messages. And this one is so, it's so simple, but it is also so profound. So many kids do not feel loved no matter what. They feel loved if they bring home straight A's. They feel loved if their team wins the game. They feel loved if they don't make any mistakes. They feel loved if they do this. They get that award. They achieve this. They are kind. They do their chores. They are obedient. They are loved if they listen the first time. That's not the kind of God or the kind of love that God has for us. We are loved no matter what. We are loved when we fail. We are loved when we succeed. We are loved. There's nothing we can do to get more of God's love. And there's nothing we can do to lose God's love. And that is the kind of love we as mamas are called to share with our kids. And we unintentionally portray this conditional love. And when we are purposeful, and reminding our children through our words and our action that they are loved no matter what, then they, it builds off that safety. And then they are able to later more fully embrace that unconditional love of God as well. It is so simple. Here, here is such a simple way to play um, and share this, your love no matter what. Five to 15 minutes of intentional play no phone, no distractions, letting your child lead the play, teaches them, shows them, models to them, lets them experience that they are loved no matter what. They are delighted in. They 
are fun to be with just for who they are, just for who they are. Put the phone away and play and let them lead the play. That, that um, can alone, that alone, intentional, purposeful play with your child can lead to up to like 50% less discipline problems is what I've read over time, over time. It's not a one-time wonder. It is over time because of the connection you and your child create and play bonds us relationally, then your children will want to please you and want to cooperate more. The next one is child, you are called incapable. God has gifted your child and often their misbehavior is a reflection of their gifts. And so we can dig into looking at who they are and what their gifts are and calling those out in them and helping them and coaching them in using those gifts in better ways, ways to serve God, glorify God and to bless and serve others. We can play in this part of the framework by helping our children to do some problem solving through role plays. Now, whether it's through role playing with stuffies or toys, which is great for younger kids, or just actual role play out loud um, with your yourself and your child. But this can help your kids playfully problem solve and think through and empathize and What are some better ways to use this gift you have so that your child can hear the message you are called and capable? I know that you are capable of treating your sister better. Let's role play this situation and see what you could have done if you'd been able to calm yourself and work through a better direction using your gifts. I know you're capable of this. And God wants for you and your sister to have a beautiful relationship. So I know you can do this. Let's let's role play it and see what that might look like. And finally, the last one is child, you are responsible. Now, you are responsible involves some correction, right? And for our children to take responsibility and make right the wrongs that they have either intentionally or unintentionally done. Now, correction and these wrongs are not always sin. It is not a sin to spill your milk. If it is a true accident, it's not a sin. Now, if your kid takes your cup and looks at you in the eye and dumps it over, hey, maybe that's sin. But Sometimes we can correct mistakes that are not sin. And so we need to be careful to really um, be intentional when we use the word sin. And sometimes we're just solving problems that we created. And um, and that's okay. That's okay to, to teach our kids that we get to make right those things that we've made wrong whether intentionally, unintentionally, sinful, not sinful. Um, And these consequences, here's where play comes in. These 
consequences are not meant to punish, to embarrass, to cause shame, or to cause pain. That is not discipleship. That is not discipline. That is punishment. That's not the way our God works. God allows consequences to teach us, but he never shames us. God doesn't purposely cause us embarrassment, right? God, it's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And so sometimes there is pain, but it is not an intentional God is causing you pain to make you suffer for what you have done, right? And so we, when we provide make it right consequences for our children, don't want to intentionally make it painful and a punishment. So make it right consequences. I'm not saying all the time have to be, but they can be pleasant if it makes it right. Man, my girls, they love to use the mop and the broom and to clean up their messes Um, when they spill something, not not when they're just like playing. They don't like to clean up those messes. Or you can partner with them to clean up a mess because they may not have the capabilities to do it all by themselves. And so you can partner with them and do it together. And that can be playful and lighthearted. And it doesn't have to be painful just because it's a consequence. And so just having fun and lightheartedness and um, playful tone even and playful language as you help your child to take responsibility for whatever they've done and to make it right. So mamas, that is my heart for you and for your children today. I've really been reflecting um, this past couple of weeks, but especially this week on what my heart is for. And my heart is for your children to know in developmentally appropriate ways that Jesus is for them today, that Jesus is not for them when they die, that Jesus is for them today, for them to know him, not just about him. And I believe in, in the depths of my being that you, mama, are God's best for that. You are called and capable and responsible for that. It doesn't mean that if your children do not follow Jesus, that you are responsible for their salvation. God and the Holy Spirit take care of that. But I do believe you are the best person to disciple your child, to model what a relationship with Jesus looks like, and to model God's love for your child. And so um, my prayer for you this week is that you would enjoy being a mom to your children because you are doing it with God, with him. And um just i've i've probably read this verse um recently but this verse god just keeps bringing it to me it says 
You show me the path of life and your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. When we parent, when we mom out of an abundance of God showing us the path of life, following God's path and with him in his presence, there is joy in that. I want you to love being a mom. I want you to love being a mom to your children. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to like it every day, just like Ecclesiastes 11, 8, however many years anyone may have, may they enjoy them all. I want you to enjoy your years of being a mom, not necessarily every moment. I don't think that's realistic, but the years, they're so few and so fleeting. I want you to enjoy them because you know that you are in the presence of God as you disciple and you love and you play with your children. And I want to help you do that. So please reach out to me, um, whether it's a quick email or we hop on a Zoom call. I want to know how I can best help you experience Jesus in your motherhood so that your kids know him and that you know and experience him. So mamas, just one more reminder that if this framework is intriguing to you, I have a coaching package. And this month in May um, is my one year anniversary of being a certified parent coach with connected families. And, um, and so I'm giving a discount of $75 off So that means it's only $200 for a four hour coaching package. Um, And so that's a really great deal. At the end of May, my coaching package price is going up. So really, this is going to be like $150 off if you were to book this month rather than next month. And um, you don't need to use it right now. You need to set up your first session and use them within six months. But if you purchase and book in May, you will get $75 off. And so it will be $200. So um, mamas, I just, I want you to have the tools you need to enjoy motherhood and, um, and to do it with Jesus. And so that your kids might know him fully. And on behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Blessings. Bye now. Hi, my name's Tracy. I'm a mom of a four-year-old little boy. And before I took the class with Joy, I struggled with um, getting frustrated with discipline. Like when he would act out, it would just make me insane. And I would yell, scream, um, empty threats, you know, all the things. Um, And then after taking the class with Joy, um, I really learned to listen deeper than the fit he was throwing. So yes, he's acting out about bedtime, but what's the deeper issue? And so it's really helped me because now, instead of getting mad and overreacting and screaming, I calm myself down and I'm like, okay, what is it 
that is causing him to have this reaction. And I can't tell you what a change it's been in our house. Um, it's just amazing. And I'm so grateful for this class and for joy. <laughs> um, thank you. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.